Hey everybody, welcome to another episode of Our Drunken History. Uh, it is the fall, well, almost fall. Yeah. The end of, end of summer's coming uh, close, and the kids are back in school this week. Yep, uh, my kids back went back to school on Monday, so it's been their first full week back to school. And are they happy to be back? Or are they... The first day they were excited, the second day they were already over it. Really? So they're like, yeah. <laughs> they they want to go see their friends. And I, yeah, I get it. it. I hated I hated going back to school. College is also back in session. Arkansas starts this coming week. Yep. Uh, the Razorbacks will be back, so I assume most major colleges are yeah, close to around started. that schedule. Yeah, last year we did a the college drinking games back to school special. You have to go back and watch that one. Oh, that was a good one. Yeah, you guys may want to revisit that. Yep. That was a fun one. <laughs> but so. This year, I guess we're kind of focusing more on what, like high school, grade school. Record. Well, I'm still going to touch on some college stuff. Yeah. Uh, but uh, I mean, really, I'm 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 down to talk about whatever. Yeah. That works. As as most often, as, I'm yeah. down to talk about whatever. Well, because I'm sure we'll get off topic at some point. We will. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, going back to school. What was your favorite part of going back to school? Was it seeing your friends? Seeing my friends. I was I was kind of a weird kid. Like one of my favorite things when I was like in elementary school was I, I got a new backpack every year. So I'd get a get to go pick me out, go to Walmart, and pick me out a new backpack. That's uh, cool. I was like elementary though. But, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, but no, yeah, the friends because we lived out, you know, rural out on a farm. So I didn't see my friends all summer really. Yeah. Unless we had like a sleepover or something. So yeah, going getting back to see everybody again was always nice. That's cool. I uh. I hated going back to school, but uh, I played football growing up. So I, I yeah. love I love football. Started before school usually. Yeah, that was so we were already doing that. But uh, yeah, we had like two days starting like two or three weeks before yeah. school started usually. So we got to see all the football players. That's another thing uh, in high school. We're getting up to high school was uh, seeing what girls had the glow ups over the summer. Mm-hmm. Remember, there's a few of those that happened. Yeah? Yeah. There's one girl. I won't name names, but, like, she was not very attractive after, you know, we let out of school yeah. this summer. They came back. It was unrecognizable. She got hot. Got hot <laughs> over the summer. That's cool. There's yeah. Nothing, nothing wrong with getting hot. <laughs> yeah. I'm all for it. It's like, huh. Now, you, you brought up the backpack thing. I, I don't know that I got a new backpack every year, I guess, but I do remember I got a really cool Burton Snowboards backpack. Okay. And it was blue and white, and it had, like, like sheep wool uh, against where your back goes. Super awesome backpack. Really, really cool. Yeah. And when my fucking brother was born, my mom stole that to make it into a diaper bag. And then, and I was like, well, whatever, you know, yeah. I'll get it back. No. Never got it back? <laughs> she threw it away when she was done. Oh, man. Took your favorite backpack. It was a really cool backpack. I'm still bitter. Still bitter? <laughs> yeah. And I've looked for it since. Oh, yeah? Yeah, I have. Really? Like, I found two, and they were brown and white instead of blue and white. I'd go back to, like, a you'll be in a thrift store one of these days and find one. Like, there it is. I'll be so happy. There's the backpack. Yeah, I don't care what. If any of you got that backpack out there. Yeah. I don't uh, know. It'd be hard finding a Burton snowboard backpack around here, but... Yeah, that's true. 
This was in Montana, so they were fairly common. Yeah. So that'd be good. My mother, asshole. <laughs> <laughs> it's all your brother's fault. Most things are. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Um. But yeah, uh, football for me was always my, my favorite thing about going back to school. Yeah. Uh, about colleges, getting back in session. I was always a big uh, college football fan growing up. Still am. Uh, I did want to touch on the whole uh, college realignment thing going on yeah, right now. Yeah, got the whole yeah. restructure. What is going on with the Pac-12? Yeah. Well, and then they're talking like about... like math even, exodus. Yeah. Well, and they're talking about adding even more teams to the SEC now, too. So it's, yeah. they're talking about maybe a 24-team SEC. It's insanity. Yeah. Yeah. Which I guess all this new, these new TV deals and the uh, NIL the nil. stuff. The nil. Yeah. So I'm really torn on the nil thing. Uh, like, I don't disagree with, with kids getting paid because colleges are using their... Yeah. You know their name and likeness and everything. Yeah, I get it, but man, you're making there's high school kids out there with million dollar nil deals now. Well, you know, and I don't, you know, and that's insane to me. I, and it's jealousy. If uh, you want to put my face on a sweetheart bread truck and pay me a hundred dollars, I'll take it. Heck yeah, yeah, we'll do an nil deal. Yeah, yeah. hit us up. No, uh, which I don't know all the rules on it and how it all works, so I'm, I'm not gonna. So oh. I might be wrong, but. I haven't read into a lot of it, yeah, but... But, uh, you know, one of the things... I don't know if they get this money up front, if they're getting it now, like, so they can go out and buy shit with it right now. Probably or, contract by contract. Yeah. I, one of the things I would like to see, if they don't already have it in place, would be, like, uh, that money would go into, like, a trust. And they, it's their money, but they can't... Like a delayed reward? Like a delayed... Yeah, they got to play it's their not season a bad or idea. whatever, and... Um, when they when they well, graduate or when they leave school, then they then they get the money. It was it was bad enough to me, and the, and you know you can deny it all you want, but when boosters were paying kids to go to colleges, like yeah, you know because there's there's some kids that have been not so much the the kids have gotten busted, but the boosters gotten busted. Yeah, paying college kids to go to this college and this college. The movie Blue Chips, if you guys haven't seen it, covers yeah. that you know pretty in depth. Uh, and that shit does happen, and it's unfair enough already that you get these boosters that are paying kids to go here and here and here yeah and i i mean i know that that's really hard to regulate because it's all under the table well and now but, but now it's like right on top but it's a lot of money changing hands and you yeah. get you know the rich get richer and it's not yeah well they talk about some of these schools it's not like, fair. like texas mm -hmm. that have all the oil money and all that they're talking about texas texas a&m that have all these big giant backers so maybe they could implement something like a salary cap or something like that, though, too. That, that's what I was going to say. It would be it would be cool to have a maximum amount. And you can't limit the number of kids to get a nil deal. That's not fair to the kids. Yeah. But a maximum nil deal yeah. for these kids. But then you're messing with the corporate America. There's just not an easy... No. There's not an easy way to do it. Well, you know, there's... People smarter than me got to figure this out. Yeah. And it's one of those things probably it's going to get worse until the, finally they get it figured out and get some more. Because it's kind of like the, the Wild West the right thing now. Is, man, it it's, it's like toothpaste. Yeah. Once you get it out of the tube, it's hard to put back in. Yeah, exactly. So the cap's off. Somebody stomped on it. Yeah. <laughs> and I just, I just don't know the, 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 the right way to uh, 
because the kids deserve the money. It's it's unfair that yeah. the schools get paid for the players being on the posters and, yep. the, and the jersey sales and all this stuff. I, I understand that. I yeah. think the kids should get that money. I just, man. Yeah, I think they should just, get it. It's a slippery slope. And just, yeah, it'd be just be how they get it is what I would. Yeah. Yeah. But whatever. I, I mean, I can't fault the kids because if someone was going to pay me to use my, to, to, you know, be my sponsor for something. Hell yeah. yeah. Exactly. I would take that every day. Yeah. So for the kids, get what you can while you can, guys. Oh, yeah. Uh, well, especially when it know. comes to football, they, you never know. Your next play might be your in your career or something. Absolutely. Too, so. Absolutely, man. Because when you... When you live a, a regular blue collar life, getting that money is hard. Yeah. So, take what you can when you can. I can't fault anybody for that. Yeah, that's right. Uh. Anyway, I did want to talk about colleges. Colleges, okay. Now that we're going back to school, do you guys know, Trav, what is the oldest school in the United States? What's the first school ever in the United, in the United States? We talked about this the other day. It was like some Ivy League school, I think. Uh. And I'd want to say something like Yale or something, but it is Harvard. Harvard, okay. And the thing that and 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 I, so I always thought, I guess, and I, and incorrectly, I always thought it was William and Mary. Okay, was the first school in the United States. But the thing that, and I don't mind being wrong about stuff. Harvard was around fifty-seven years before William and Mary. William really? and Mary's number two. Okay. So, I tried to look this up. It's hard for me to believe that Harvard was the only college in the country for fifty-seven years. That's crazy, yeah. Well, and so back then, though, too, that's one thing we can get back whenever if we start when we start talking about a uh, grade school and, and stuff. Um, back then, a lot of schools were local or community driven and stuff, yeah. and, and uh, they weren't, you know, incorporated and organized and stuff the way they are now. So, yeah, like, there there may have been, we just don't know about it. Yeah, I mean, that, that very well could be. Well, there's a lot of uh, trade colleges if you want to call them that back then though too like if you or, wanted to be a blacksmith <laughs> that, yeah or even doctors instead of going to like a medical school a lot of times they would just go work for a doctor for like 10 <laughs> in years in the cadaver shop yeah go work <laughs> go work in the morgue and then go work for a doctor for 10 years and just like uh, learn on the job imagine that imagine you'd be like kidney the, no lung oh well i'll get it next time yeah, yeah. what's this <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah uh no but but that that it just blew my mind that Harvard was yeah, the, the place for 57 years. Because um, Harvard is a, correct me if I'm wrong, pretty damn good school. Yeah. yeah that's one of those that's a, which I know it used to be. I don't know if it is still like, you know, I know it's a status symbol now. And all oh, that, hell but. yeah. I, I will say, I know the uh, the head librarian at Harvard. Really? Yeah. Well, that's pretty neat. I went to high school with him. Really? Yeah. Wow. Yeah, he went to Harvard and then stayed on. After he graduated there, and yeah, now he work. He runs the library. That's pretty neat. Yeah, and he was a really smart kid. He was a skater kid. He was like, yeah, the Jinko jeans skater kid. So that was kind of unexpected. Like, yeah, got the the Jinkos and the yeah, and now he's and now he's at Harvard. He's at Harvard. That's um, Harvard I think, and Yale. Like for the longest time, had the most NFL. Uh, yeah, NFL, but. Um, National championships. They in football did. For, for yeah, and then time. Army was up there. Yeah. St. John's College in Annapolis, Maryland. Not St. John's University uh, in New York. St. John's College in Annapolis, Maryland is number three. Uh, oh, I was also going to say uh, most famous alumni from Harvard right now. Right now? Right now. I'd probably say Ryan, Fitz, Ryan Fitzpatrick. 
the Zuck. Zuckerberg? Zuckerberg. Oh, he did go to, her, go yeah. to Harvard. Yeah. I was thinking he went somewhere else, but yeah, no, that's right. he was a Harvard kid. But yeah, old Fitz was uh, there. Yeah, Fitz, Fitzpatrick is for a long time was the smartest uh, player in the NFL. Yeah, <laughs> but he also I don't remember the guy's name. There was a tight end in the NFL, and it they 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 ended up on the same team, and and Fitz Fitzmagic threw a touchdown to him. Yeah, and it was the first time in NFL history there had been a Harvard to Harvard touchdown. Oh, completion. that's awesome! Yeah. yeah, and it was it was Fitzmagic. I know uh, is, uh, Yale is number four. Yale, okay. Penn is five. Uh, of course, these are all New England schools. That's was the oldest. For the most part, there's one. There's one in the top ten that is a South Carolina school. Okay. Uh, Moravian in Bethlehem, Pennsylvania. I've never even heard of that one. No. Uh, Delaware, seven. Princeton, eight. Uh, Washington and Lee University in Lexington, Virginia. Columbia in New York is ten. Brown is in Providence, Rhode Island. It's eleven. Yeah. Rutgers is 12. Okay, so I guess it's in the top 15. Dartmouth is 13. College of Charleston, South Carolina, is the 14th oldest. And then Salem College in Winston-Salem, North Carolina, is 15. Which is crazy because I, I've never heard of Salem College. Okay. The, the big college. Is in it Win still around? or It says it is. Oh, yeah. okay. It's a private women's liberal arts college. Okay. A small student population of 1,100. Gotta give out them. God, that is really that's a really small student because the yeah. Wake Forest University is also in Winston Salem, uh, yeah. North Carolina, and that has a really small, especially for a D one school, yeah, or an FBS, whatever you want to call it. I still call it D one uh, uh, school. You know, they're they're only like fifty five hundred full time student population, which yeah. is that's really for, like, small like for a, for a, a major university. Yeah. yeah. Hmm. But anyway. That's what I had about the old, the old, the old schools. Yeah. Yeah, it's crazy. I'd never heard of some of. You think it'd be all like some of the bigger schools? Yeah, I mean, yeah, some of them the little guys are holding on. Yeah, making it happen. Which I'm sure the tuition for those small schools is probably uh, astronomical. Yeah, yeah, more, private, more than we can afford. Yeah. Hell my yeah. kid, my kids are going to go to state universities because yep. that's how we can afford it. Yeah. Which I told mine, I said, you know, you're paying for your own shit. It's like, I, nobody paid for my school. You, yeah. You're going to pay for yours. So, figure yeah. it out. I'm cool, like, helping them out some, yeah. but, like. Oh, yeah. We got we got them a little college savings back, but I actually thought about uh, not giving it to them until they're done and then, like, giving it to them, like, as a graduation gift and stuff. So, that way, they just don't go blow it on freaking beer and pizza. Yeah, so, my mom tried that with Coop, and it did not work. Yeah. She, uh, she put him... Little shit. I never got a fucking college to fund. Yeah, but he did, and uh, I don't remember how much. It was like thirty some thousand. Okay. And then uh, he ended up getting it anyway, and just been living off of it. Like I think uh, he spent most of it on weed and pizza, and the rest he just wasted. Oh man. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I did. I also wanted to ask a question. Uh, in in. Your opinion, what is the best movie about school life? Best now, and it could be anything from grade school movies up to college movies. Oh, man. Because there's so there's many. Like, if you guys think about it, man, it's like... Because there are serious ones, you know, yeah. like School Ties and like... Uh, uh, what's the one with... Uh, uh, 
Robin Williams. Oh, Captain, my Captain. Uh, yeah, that was uh, the po- Dead Poet Society, mm. something like that. Yeah, that great movie, great yeah. movie. Uh, uh, Goodwill Hunting. Yeah, that's what it had some funny parts, but it wasn't a comedy. Yeah, and then you get some comedies like, you know, fucking super bad. Super bad was that was one of my favorites. Uh, Take me home tonight. I mean, and I know it's about a reunion, but it's still school related. Uh, a hilarious movie. I guess one of my favorites when we did the intro to this uh-huh. uh, video. If you're if you're reading the audio or listening to the audio of this, go back and watch the YouTube intro to this, yeah. this video. Uh, Billy Madison. Billy Madison was a great yeah. comedy one. As you guys will see, we did a, a Billy Madison themed intro. But uh, uh, then you get to the to uh, like Toy Soldiers. Oh, it's about a, a private military school. Oh, I remember that. I, I haven't seen that movie in a long time. That's a great I, movie too. I vaguely remember. Yeah, that. great movie. There's some big stars in that. Yeah, yeah. Back when they were like younger, what, what or Taps? Was it was Kurt Russell's in? in I don't know. I'm trying to remember. I don't remember. But Taps, you know, shit. Taps was yeah. Tom Cruise and you know some big stars in in Taps. We had uh, that's a had fucking great movie. Another military school movie, uh, mm. Major Pain. <laughs> I forgot about that. <laughs> that was hilarious. Benson Winifred Payne. Yeah, yeah. Uh, great movie. One tubby tubby. <laughs> yeah, that is, a, that is a great movie. Uh, I think that's about a school. That's about a camp, isn't it? Uh, it was like the ROTC, like a school. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. You're right. Yeah, yeah. And they yeah. had like they lived in out in a little cabin out yeah. in, the, in the woods at the that's school. That's a good. That's a really good movie. Even even if you want to get down to it, like Uncle Buck. Yeah. You know when he flips that quarter at that principal says, "You go downtown and have a rat chew that thing off your face." <laughs> it's, it's great. Oh yeah. Oh, there was another one I was just thinking of. Uh, that are super bad was good. Uh, just because I like to party in high school, so it kind of brought back some party memories and stuff oh, like yeah. that. And uh, uh, some of the shenanigans, like the fake IDs and all that stuff in there. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, there's just so many good ones. There was... Uh, oh, and then there's, the uh, what did you call it? Uh, Fast Times at Ridgemont High. Yeah, um, Spicoli. And then there was, uh, what was the other one? Breakfast Club. Breakfast Club. Um now we're just naming movies we know, guys. But anyway, yeah. of 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 the of the ten million movies about going to school, school related movies. Yeah. Which one would you say is your favorite? My favorite? Uh, I'd probably, I'd probably say it'd be a toss up between. I'm, I like the comedies, so it'd be a toss up. I think between Billy Madison or Superbad. Superbad is definitely right up there for me. But also, I. Think of a uh, kindergarten cop with arms oh, yeah. was a good one too. Was <laughs> that was a good one? Yeah, wasn't necessarily a school movie, but he was, no, he was he was playing a teacher. Yeah, substitute. Teacher, so it definitely yeah. it definitely was it definitely was. Uh, I really like him, but another one that I did still to me is is a hard hitter is Dangerous Minds. Oh yeah, I forgot about that. That was a really good really movie. good movie. The Substitute was another one. That was a good one. Tom Berenger. Yeah. Yeah, that was a good one. Speaking on the same, it was kind of like a, a knockoff of Dangerous Minds, I guess, a little bit. It was It was a little... Yeah. A B-grade Dangerous Minds. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> no, I, I would say for me, it's super bad and Dangerous Minds are probably my top two. Yeah. Although, I really did like Higher Learning. I don't know if... A lot of yeah. people don't know what that movie is. You should watch it. It's a... It's a good one. It's it's a... it's a It'll get you a little bit. Yeah. Uh... Oh, you know, I mean, it's kind of about back to school, but man, Varsity Blues. 
I loved it. That was a, that was another good one. That was really Allie Larder was gorgeous back in the day. Yeah, yeah. Then uh, I mean, she probably still is. I don't know what she. Oh, Mrs. Davis. What she's that, up to? Oh, Miss Davis, can yeah. I take you to prom? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. Well, and then oh, shit, American Pie. Every a classic. I, I keep thinking of all these new movies now. That, I know it's hard. Yeah. yeah. That was a, that was a big time. That one came out when I was in high school. American yeah. Pie did so. Yeah. That was a big time related. That was movie a good one. Then. That was a good one. And Stifler's mom. She t she did an interview later that said that really doing that role really improved her sex life. <laughs> like she got yeah she went on a whole bunch of dates and. I bet she did. Yeah. Yeah. It. it <laughs> Rede I mean, rediscovered. She was, uh, she was pretty attractive back then. She wasn't too shabby. Yeah. Yeah. She, she kind of got an annoying voice, though. I don't know if she, I don't know if that's an act or, because like she's on that show. She's older now. She's on that um, Two Broke Girls. Uh, she plays like some waitress and, and like a really annoying voice. Dude, I so that has been on TV in the background at work, but I don't, I cannot say. That I've ever sat down and watched an episode of that show. Yeah, it just uh it's one of those that's yeah, it's back it's good background noise. Yeah. It's it's fun it has funny parts, but I never I don't know if I've ever seen a full episode yeah. from I got, I got a few shows like that. I'm not a big T V watcher. I used to be, but now I just don't have time for it. Yeah, like so when I was deploying, um I would download a bunch of stuff at home. Yeah. And then put it on hard drives. And then just watch it deployed because all you do is work hide in your room. That's what, it, yeah, that, and, and since I quit deploying, there's been, I haven't kept up with movies or, or TV shows. No, man, we've watched, we did watch all of Mayans. Yeah. But we would not, like, sit down and watch it. We would DVR it, and then, like, we would take a day and catch up. Yeah. With it. Yeah. But, like, I, I can't say, besides Naked and Afraid, I've got to admit, I'm a, I'm, a naked, I'm a Naked and Afraid junkie. Oh, yeah. But I don't sit down and actually watch TV like no, unless it's sports, I watch I watch a baseball, football are pretty much it. Yeah. But other than that, man, like, well, with with me and the kids at home, yeah. usually it's on kids shows. At, at yeah, I bet. So. How is that? Does that get old? It does. Well, I have a. I don't know if you guys are aware. I have a kid on the way, <laughs> my first. Yeah. So I don't know jack shit about kids. I'm not even a hundred percent sure how to change a diaper. It's a learning experience. I and I don't know much about kids shows, but I imagine. So I will say that I watched some Dinosaur Train. I don't. I haven't seen that. It's a cartoon. It's a, yeah. Uh, I've, I have watched that, and like, I don't hate it. Yeah. It's okay. The big, the big little kid show now is Bluey. It's about an Australian Shepherd. He's a dog. And his dog family. I like dogs. It's it's pretty good. It's a good. It's a cute little show. That's like the big little kid show right now. I'll check it out. And, uh, but yeah, my older uh, kids when they were little, yeah, a lot of freaking Mickey Mouse Clubhouse. That got annoying. Did you watch, uh, were they, are they young enough for uh, the purple dinosaur, Barney? Uh, or was that on, where was that gone by then? That was pretty much gone. My oldest maybe saw a little bit of it when he was little, but it was pretty much done with by then. Yeah, I hated that guy. Oh, yeah. I remember that, and uh, what were the the four thing, the four color? That guys? was a Teletubbies. Teletubbies. Yeah, that was before them too. Yeah, no, I know, and I, but I remember because they came out when we were. Yeah, I was. I was eleven, like twelve, or something like that. Yeah. Yeah, and I had friends whose like little siblings watched that, and I remember like being at their house and like yeah. these little kids watching, and I was like, 
Well, then there was like I'm that. I'm so glad contract. that I'm too old for this shit. Oh yeah. Well, there was that. Uh, I don't know if it's a rumor, if it's ever confirmed. Like one of those Teletubbies got like uh, convicted for being a pedo or something like that too. Like one of the actors. Yeah, one of the guys in the suits was like really. The, uh, uh, had like a a history. And that, oh, that's not okay. Yeah. So it was a big contract. I think that's why I ended up going off the show. Off really? The, off the air is because. The, all they the couldn't just find a new guy to hide in the suit? Yeah. Well, I guess when people found out about it, they boycotted it and stuff like that. I mean, that's that that's wrong. Absolutely. Yeah. But you can't blame the producers. I mean, it's not like you're doing background checks on actors that aren't actually working with children. Yeah, they're just in a in a costume or whatever. Yeah, yeah I mean, I... I yeah. But yeah, absolutely. The guy shouldn't be in there. I don't know that I would boycott the show. I would be like, well, fire that asshole. And yeah. Get hire a, a new person. Yeah, I mean, you can just find some a high school kid to get in yeah. there on a suit for the... Did you watch Pee Wee Herman as a kid? I did. Pee Wee just died last week. Paul Rubens. Yeah. Uh, oh, yeah, it was like the Saturday thing every, every week watching Pee Wee's Playhouse. Jerking it at the, uh, oh, at the... big porn shop in the sky. <laughs> yep. Yep. Uh... Anyway, sorry to get off track. We do that once in a while. Well, sorry, we got to talk about the. What was your favorite subject in school? Favorite subject. Um, which I was a big science nerd, so I always loved all the science classes. Um, and then it was I had another class that wasn't necessarily. I like history, so the, which why we have yeah, a history podcast. I was a, I was a history guy. Um, but at the time, it wasn't necessarily like in history. I like really liked the history teacher. Is this old guy? And he told great stories, so he he would he would well he was a preacher so like he was a really good speaker really yeah oh and uh, he was actually so there's a fun fact so my high school history teacher married me and my wife he was he was a preacher and uh, so he did our wedding that's awesome he was our favorite teacher at school that's and, uh, really he cool did our wedding were you in his class together no not in his class we had him but we were in separate classes that's cool. Um, but he was a really good dude, uh, but a really good speaker. So he would tell stories about whatever history subjects we were on, and he would present it really well. But he was a really uh, non-politically correct guy, so he would tell it like it was. And That's and, good. And I just, prefer the real shit. Yeah, and yeah. some of his classes were just him talking the whole, like, wouldn't even, he would say, to open your book to whatever page, and then he would just start talking, and we wouldn't even use the book for half the, Yeah, he would just talk and tell these stories and stuff and we would write notes and that's cool yeah I, I was uh my favorite was history i would have to say um but i was i also i'm, I'm a big it's funny about probably my junior year i really discovered that i love reading okay and uh and i've learned this about myself if you tell me to read something yeah. i'm not gonna read it yep i'm gonna tell you to fuck off that's the way I am. Like, but sure. if you say you have to read a book and then do a report on it, I'm all about it. So we kind of got that freedom to pick and choose. And then I was off to the races, man. Okay. Yeah. And, uh, I, I started reading, man. And, uh, I read a lot. I don't, I don't read as much as I used to. I should, I don't. But when I was deploying a lot, I would read dude. And okay. I would go through like on a four month deployment, I would go through like 15, 20 books. That's correct. Like, like, yeah. But not Dr. Seuss books, like big books. Yeah. Which, I, I don't read as much as I used to, but, which I never had a passion for it, though. But one of the things, that, kind of the same way, if you if I had to do it, I was real, I'd push back on it. So we had, uh, when I was in middle school, 
we had that uh, accelerated reader program, and mm -hmm. you had to get points. So each, each book was worth so many points. Yeah, whatever. yeah, we did that. Which every every quarter we had to get twenty five points. Well, I would wait till the last minute, and I would just go find the biggest book that was worth like thirty points, and just read one book and do the test on it, and, and be done with it. And it pissed off. We had a couple of these, uh, the really, the really smart kids and the really kids that tried really hard that uh, always had like straight A's, high GPAs and stuff. Mm -hmm. We had this awards banquet for, um, and one of the awards was the highest reading level. And I won that award because I was just reading those like college level books for 30 points and I was only had to read one book every quarter. Yeah. Like some of these girls were pissed because they had, they'd read like 20 books over that quarter or over that year. And I had like a 12.9 reading uh, grade level or whatever yeah. it was in the eighth grade. <laughs> Hell yeah. <laughs> and they were so mad because like you only read one book. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But uh so that was that was my build, thing. A, I was... build a thousand bridges and suck one dick. Yep. You're a cocksucker, you're a book reader. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so I was I was always the fan of the work smarter, not harder. It's like I'm yeah. not, I, if I could read I'm not gonna read twenty books when I can just read one and So what up. was the best thirty point book you ever read? Man, uh there was one actually I'd like to read it again, and I have no idea what the name of it was. Um, and it was a sci-fi book. Oh, I'm not gonna be able to help you. It's uh, not my genre. It was set in the future, like way in the distant future. But uh, these kids were like slaves, and uh, they were mining these like ancient landfills for like plastic. And I can't remember all the details of it. These kids like ended up like starting this. Uh, slave revolt or whatever and hmm. kind of fighting for their freedom or whatever out of it but the other they were mining plastic and old landfills from in the future huh. and that's that's the one thing i remember about it there's a whole bunch of other stuff that happened but but yeah that was that was an interesting book i'd probably but uh another book that i read in middle school that was a surprise that i was actually i've put off reading it forever it was a, it was a sign one of those books that got assigned in english class that you had to read yeah. and uh watership down that's a great book it is and and if if you don't know about the book it's about rabbits well kind of kind of yeah but uh, rabbits are the characters it's not really about rabbits yeah it's kind of like their society and, yeah and are it's like a analogy of society and and uh Almost like a, it had some politics and stuff in it. Yeah, and, and, that's a really good book. Yeah, and I was surprised that I liked it. When I started reading it, I was like all pissed off because I had to sit down and read it over. I, I was like way behind on it, and I had to catch up, so I just laid. And then you were like, "I can't put this shit down." Yeah, I ended up reading the whole thing. Yeah, and but yeah, it was a good book. The the best book I have ever read is called The Endurance. It's about Ernest Shackleton's uh, yeah. journey to uh, do the very first trans Antarctic crossing on foot. Yeah, uh, and you told me about that book. That's on my reading that is, list for sure. It is so it's difficult to get into because it's written in like proper English. Yeah, uh, but once you get used to it, like I read that book when I was in Africa, and we were working twelve-hour shifts, and I was working like I, it wasn't a, a sit around and you know fuck off deployment. It was a real a hard deployment. Yeah, uh, you know a real a lot of work. And I read that book, and I remember there was nights when I couldn't put it down, and I would end up getting like two hours of sleep because I was reading that book. Oh shit! Yeah, it's a really good book. Yeah, the whole story of that was really good. I've seen like it's a incredible. documentary on it. And stuff. It's incredible. Yeah, 
the shit that those guys went through, people used to be a hell of a lot tougher than they are today. We need to we need to do an episode on that. That'd be really. I'm good totally story down. To do. yeah. I'm totally down. I'll read that whole book again. Yeah, I'll do it. I'll read it next week. <laughs> yeah, that'd be a good one to do. I think we should. Yeah. Uh, anyway, back to the uh, the school stuff. School stuff. Yeah. Growing up, obviously you were a uh, a Razorbacks fan. Yeah. Uh, favorite Razorbacks player? Man, uh, one of the big ones when I was in school still uh, was uh, Matt Jones. He was played quarterback. Quarterback. Uh, yeah. He ended up getting drafted by the Jaguars uh, as a wide receiver. Uh, but that dude, he was like six foot seven. Yeah. Quarterback, but he was incredibly fast. And he, he, but he was so tall and lanky. He didn't, he didn't look like he could move like that. Yeah, he'd be, he, he would just run away from people. When yeah, the, when he, I remember when he played. I remember stuff. watching yeah. him. Um, and then another one. He was so I played offensive line when I was in, in football, and uh, another Razorback that I looked up to was uh, Brandon Burlesworth. Mm-hmm. and uh, he he actually died in a car accident after he got drafted. Before he even got to play in the NFL, he got drafted by the Colts. Yeah. Um. But he was a walk-on in Arkansas. Now they have the Brandon Burlesworth Trophy that they give to the nation's top walk-on yeah. every year. That's of, cool. Um, and this past, is last year, year before uh, another Razorback won that trophy again. Uh, uh, Drew Morgan won that for, uh, was it Drew Morgan? No, it was a linebacker. I can't remember. Oh, that dude who got drafted by the Broncos? Yeah. I don't remember his name. But I don't know who you're talking about. Yeah, um... But, yeah, so they give that trophy out. They have a foundation now that it's a scholarship foundation that they give to walk-ons and stuff for that now, too. So, But, yeah, that was a big one. I was always a uh, – I grew up in Montana. I was a big Montana fan, but not many of the Montana guys make it to the NFL. Yeah. It's just a rarity. It's a smaller school. Uh, but of the major universities, I was a Buckeyes fan yeah. growing up. Uh, and my favorite player – ever in college football anyway is a guy named Andy Katzmoyer. And some of you guys will probably recall him. He played for the, for the Buckeyes. Uh, he was, till this day, the best college linebacker I have ever seen. Uh, he got drafted by the Patriots, uh, 28th overall of whatever year he got drafted. And he got in a car wreck oh, okay. between his rookie season and the second season. Yeah. And he broke his neck. Oh man! And uh, it ended up he can walk again. He I think he owns a gym in Columbus now. Okay. But uh, he uh, never played football again after that. Oh man! But yeah, he played his first year with the Pats, and that was it. Wow. Uh, but he is that dude was a just a murderer. Yeah. In, in college, he was a beast. It was him. Uh, I was I was a linebacker, so yeah. It was him, Paul Puslesny from Penn State, Lavar Arrington from Penn State, uh, Chris Claiborne from USC. Those are the four best college linebackers I've okay, ever yeah. seen. Um, but yeah, I, I, the Grizz, you know, we're we're that's where my whole family went to college, pretty much. Uh, Kirk Scrafford, he's the lineman for the Niners uh, in the Jerry Rice, Steve Young, oh, yeah. Joe Montana years. Yep. Uh, dude was a, a monster. I'm trying to think if there's any other. There was a a defensive end uh, played for Arkansas when I was in high school that uh, the uh, 
So I, when I, I did play some defense, I mainly stuck, stuck, stuck to offensive line, but I played defensive end some. And there was a guy named uh, Sasha Lancaster that played for the Razorbacks. I think he got. I think he got signed a contract as a as a free agent. I don't think he got UD, UDFA. But uh, a dude, the kind of the, the theory behind him, he was crazy. Like I guess, I guess if you play defense on that level, you kind of be a little a little bit nuts. Yeah. But he was. He, I don't know if he started the trend or built on it, but he had he would get the eye black and like the paint like. A whole mask around his eyes, and then like smeared yeah. across his face, and and he just looked like he was, and he had a shaved head and freaking the eye black all over his face and stuff, and he just looked like he was got a little nuts. Yeah, <laughs> I, I see where it, uh, yesterday at practice, you know, Cam Akers, yeah, punched Max Crosby in the face. <laughs> now, Cam Akers is an NFL running back, yeah. right? Probably not a, he's probably a pretty strong guy. Yeah. Anybody who punches fucking Max Crosby in the face has a death wish. <laughs> that dude looks like he yeah. was either a Viking or a fucking serial killer. Yeah. Th- yeah, that's uh, this guy. He kind of gave off those serial killer vibes. You know, yeah, just... it's wild. Yeah. Beer me? Beer you? Sorry. <laughs> oh, yeah. Travis is closer to the cooler. That's we, not... uh... It's not that I'm trying to be mean. We picked up these old school Yinglings yeah, today. These are pretty, pretty sweet. I had never uh, heard of these before. Yingling Premium Beer. Yeah, it's like uh, one of their original recipes, and I didn't even know they sold this in Arkansas. Yeah. So I happened to be walking by the beer aisle today, and it's like, hey, I gotta grab those. Yeah, it's totally worth it. I will say they're going down real smooth. Yeah, it's been a hot day today, so <sighs> this is lovely. It is. Very lovely. Oh, so, yeah, so we don't have any sponsors, but I get, I'm going to do kind of somewhat of an ad read for, for a project that I'm working on kind of personally. So, uh, if you guys want to travel, if, uh, if you heard about the 2024 total eclipse that's happening in the United States coming up uh, and, uh, on April 8th, 2024, our farm where I'm, I live is uh, located right in the center line of the path of totality. The heart. It is. Of darkness. So, if you guys want to make a, a trip to North Central Arkansas, you can get on our website, EclipseOnTheFarm.com. Uh, recently uh, singled out in Forbes magazine as one of the top ten places in the U.S. to view the eclipse. Yeah, that was a shocker. Like, I was I was uh, just happened, I was on vacation and I uh, happened to be just reading an article. I was just looking at, my, at news on my phone and I saw this article pop up that said the top eight festivals. Top eight, my bad. To attend for the the eclipse, and I was like, "Oh, let's see what they they came up with on their list." And I was just reading through. You know, there's one in, uh, and there's a couple in Texas. There's another one here in Arkansas that's uh, happening. But then, boom, my my thing shows up as number six on Forbes's list of. So the Eclipse on the Farm Festival. We're gonna have live music and food trucks out there. It's gonna be like a music festival, food truck festival. And who knows. There could be a live podcast if I can get it off work too. Yeah, so we're gonna come out there, come be a guest on the podcast. You can get, you can uh, reserve your campsite on there. So go check us out, EclipseOnTheFarm.com. Yeah. So, did you have anything else about colleges or anything like that? No, I'm about out of gas. Okay. So I, I, I we can uh, finish it up with my conspiracy theory. Oh, this will be a good one. Travis is yeah. good at the conspiracy theory stuff. So, 
doing some research about the public school system and uh which my kids go to public school but we the, the school that we go to is a very small rural school all the teachers know everybody mm -hmm. so we don't really have some of the problems at that school that some of the bigger yeah. schools do but uh there's kind of a dark history of the public school system i don't know if you know about it so back in during the uh, industrial revolution toward the end of that there was trying to they were having problems finding workers for for the factories that were coming up from these uh uh all these industrial jobs that they were trying to find workers but most of the time at the time the country was mainly rural so you had a lot of farmers and stuff they were mm -hmm. trying to attract people to leave the country and come to the cities to work in these factories well so there's a a guy by the name that you might have heard of uh john d rockefeller I've heard of him a couple yeah. times. He went to one of the colleges we mentioned. I believe he went to, was it Penn uh, that Rockefeller went that to? That sounds about right because he, he was a big, he was big in steel. He had a, uh, steel and oil was like some of his big investments that he was in because he was part of the big uh, U.S. steel and they he got some of their, uh, or was it? No, it wasn't Penn. Brown University in Providence. Okay. So, yeah. So, Rockefeller decided, like, he he needed to figure out how to get more workers. And uh, he actually established one of the first public education grants. And he uh, he petitioned the government to, to start some new laws for public education. Gave a bunch of politicians a bunch of money to, for their, he bought off a bunch of politicians. Lobbyists. And uh, to, to uh, some of the... I can't remember the actual, the exact name of it, but they, they the, there's like the Public Education Act of like 1905 or whatever was uh, in part because of him. And he, um, and he, he, he sold it. He was a really good marketing and good uh, salesman on this. He said, we're going to mandate, it was at the time it was K through eight or first through eighth grade education for kids. Um, so they made it mandatory you kids send your kids to school because yeah. sometime at that time too kids were working in factories and stuff yeah so yeah there was no real labor laws well he he actually was behind some of the labor laws though too so he it was kind of genius though so he helped establish some of these labor laws to make it illegal for kids to work in factories then he made it mandatory for kids to go to school and this then, looks good on the surface. So it looks good on the surface. So he said, now it's going to be free public education for your kids. So now you can go work at the factory, parents, and you will take care of your kids during the day while you're at the factory. Uh, but he had all these psychologists and other people working for him and stuff, and they said it takes 8 to 12 years of education or 8 to 12 years of conditioning to of training, yeah. of training to basically subjugate a person. Or to brainwash a person. So, the kids, and it's still kind of true today. Um, you show up to school at a set time. You have uh, teachers that are in an authoritative position, like a supervisor. Mm -hmm. You would have at work. Then you have the principal, which is like the boss at work. Um, but then you have bells that ring ever so often that tells kids to move from one area to the next area to work for another supervisor uh a mandated lunch break where everybody goes to lunch at the same time uh 
conditioning these kids to set them up for factory work. And the education wasn't necessarily to get an education. It was to condition them to so that way they could right. follow a set schedule and be able to stick to it and then take orders from people in an authoritative position over them. And they actually based this model off of the Prussians. At the time, uh, the, the Prussian education model is what it was called. Really? And uh, the Prussians did it as in their military schools. And they would have these kids start military school when they were like eight or nine years old. And it's the same thing, but they were raising them up to be soldiers. Be soldiers, right. And they, if they did that, they recognized that they could have soldiers that would follow orders to the letter and not, like, not argue and stuff. So, and so then they did this with the kids with the education. And, um, so, where was I going though? So, so yeah, so you get these kids that, oh, attendance. So now they have, they, they encouraged, they didn't want you to miss days. Parents would get in trouble if you missed, uh, school, mm -hmm. but they would give awards to kids for making, for having perfect attendance and not missing a day. So now that's encouraging students to never miss work. Like now, like if you, you call in sick to work, you kind of feel bad about it. Yeah, I uh, do. Yeah, that that's. I've called in sick one time in my life. Yeah, exactly. So you go to you go to school or you go to work when you don't feel like that, it. Yeah, that is true. But but you're conditioned from a, a young age to not miss school and to not and you because you've got to get. Yeah, what the fuck, man. Yeah, I'm taking I'm taking Saturday off. Well, so <laughs> yeah, exactly. The uh, so this whole thing. So another guy behind this, another guy you might have heard of, Andrew Carnegie, was also a big. Uh, so. Um, it was like a Rockefeller's like in 1905 gave a bunch of money for this and started this education foundation. And it was like 1912 Carnegie gave a bunch of money to help back up the system and stuff too. Hmm. And here's a famous quote from John D Rockefeller. And it goes towards the education system and then they're conditioning for students to be workers. He said, I do not want a nation of thinkers. I want a nation of workers. And so they actually, him and Carnegie got together and uh, established a, a doctorate program to uh, for history teachers to kind of rewrite or reteach history to students and come up with not only they're going to teach history, but they're going to teach selective history that they want students to learn and stuff. Yeah, so I think that's I I agree with that. I think yeah. that's pretty well accepted. Is that you don't learn all history; you learn selected history yep so the the industrial revolution uh brought forth our public education system and to make you work and shut the fuck up basically yeah hmm. and but there's a lot of people finding this out now and that's kind of where it's it's kind of went full circle with me i used to be adamantly against homeschooling yeah um i didn't think at the time in my younger years, I didn't think it was a, 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 a good for the students or whatever. I didn't either. And there, are, but now like youth athletics and youth programs like 4-H and stuff is so big now that you can get your kids out and socialize them. Yeah. Without. So both my older kids go to public school, but my my youngest, we're actually thinking about homeschooling him just uh because of some of the way the schools have gotten nowadays. Yeah, I. So we used to kind of pick on the homeschool kids. Yeah. You know. Bullying, whatever. Yeah. I was a dick. We did it. Uh, but now, I, I mean, I I can't necessarily disagree with homeschooling because 
the the cool part about it is and i'm not saying you know one sock don't fit everybody uh but you instead of trying to take your kid and teach them this 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 and this yeah you can actually kind of tailor a learning program around your kid yeah and and exactly. not and i'm not saying to uh baby your kid and and you know kind of i'm not saying to cut corners or anything but some people learn differently yeah well you know that's the thing it's like some kids you know as an early age what they might be suited for though too you yeah know, some kid you know you, your kid might be just a math genius but he can't spell but you know so he might make actually a good engineer because he can do math really well yeah or you know some kids might you know be really good at, at playing the piano or something you know you might have another mozart on your hand or yeah. something uh yeah, you, you can encourage kids to put time into the things that they enjoy while teaching them the other stuff. Well, one thing we learned during the whole... What, you, not to cut you no, off, here. but we came up in the uh, in the Ritalin... Yeah. Uh, we're the Ritalin generation, man. And uh, fuck, I hated... So, I, I got put on Ritalin in third grade. Oh, really? Okay. I did. And I... I'm not going to say I was like a superstar good student or anything. I wasn't. Yeah. But I didn't want to be in school. Yeah. And I will and I will say, and I still remember, I hated my teacher. She yeah. was a bitch. Yeah. Uh, she died a couple years ago. And I don't give a fuck. Well, she was a bitch. So she complained to my mom and my dad, too, obviously. And my dad was adamantly against me going on Ritalin. My mom was way for it. My yeah. mom won the argument, whatever. I got put on Ritalin. And I stayed on Ritalin, I think, until seventh grade. Ritalin didn't help me do shit. Yeah. It made me uh, dislike school more because I felt like I was being forced to do something I didn't want to do. Yep, exactly. But if you look back, it was like over 50% of kids were on Ritalin at that point. It was yeah. like, it was like the, it was, you were forcing little kids to take shit and it was a cop out. A teacher couldn't keep the kids interested in school. That's yeah. what it was. You were just a shitty teacher. If you can't keep your students engaged at that age, and you have we put half of them on a fucking pill, yeah, that's a teacher problem. Well, and that's the thing. It's like you got these kids that they're little kids, so they're full of energy already, and you're gonna make them stick in a classroom for for hours on end without breaks or going on a recess and stuff like that. You know, so they they talk about um, kids, especially elementary age kids, mm -hmm. about two to three hours. In a day is really all you can get out of them for education, like a uh, a uh, academic learning. Well, that's so, and, and I I don't disagree. That's why you have to make learning fun. Exactly, you have to make games out of it. Whatever you got to keep your kids engaged. Any parent can yeah. tell you that. Yeah, like you have to find ways to to make shit fun for your kid. And I will say that that third grade teacher ruined because I I I liked school until yeah. that year. And I know I was a little kid, so it was, you know, whatever. But that, that you know, kind of fucked me up as far as uh, yeah. my view on school. Yeah. It made me hate it. It felt more like instead of like uh, a privilege or whatever. Yeah, exactly. It, it became a, an authoritarian thing where I thought, well, fuck you. I don't want <laughs> yeah, to do your that, bullshit homework. And that's the thing. I remember just being bored a lot of times with some of the stuff that they'd come up with in elementary school and different things. like. And that's the thing about the homeschool thing where you can tailor it to your kid. If your kid's having a bad day or whatever, yeah, you can say, listen, 
we we got to get through this, but we're gonna do it. We're gonna take a different approach. Well, kids, kids <clears throat> change interests so fast though too. But you can use that to your advantage. You know, if you have a little kid, he's interested in dinosaurs. Well, we're gonna learn about dinosaurs all week. And then the next week, he likes airplanes. Well, we're gonna learn about airplanes. You can tailor yeah to their and that keeps them engaged. But you can learn all kind. You can learn all kinds of history and biology and physics and all that kind of stuff with different subjects. Absolutely. Like so. I'm not going to say that I'm all for public school, yeah. but I'm not all against it like I used to be either. Yeah. I, I think that uh, as we get closer to school age with our yeah. little boy. Uh, I think is what we've been talking about is... Uh, I'll think about. Like elementary age, uh, maybe doing homeschool while they're little. And then when they like comes middle school, high school time, they like... They, because they, then you've we got the foundation. Built. Right, yeah. And you've given them well, the tools that they be, need. To, beyond that, yeah. like you get to a certain point yeah. where the learning is beyond your yeah your ability yeah, and it's it's just I'm not gonna say you know yeah. Well, I mean, teachers are a teacher for a reason. They actually yeah, they, they, they learn get down into these subjects, yeah. and it's like I can tell you some history stuff. I can tell you some math stuff. Yeah, I don't like if you put me in front of a calculus. Exactly. Test, yeah. Like. I can't tell you how well I would do on it anymore. I haven't taken a calculus class. Exactly, yeah. I took pre-calc. Yeah, I took pre-calc, and that's it. And it was yeah. an online pre-calc class, so it wasn't very... <laughs> I mean, I'm, yeah. but I'm just saying, you, yeah. you get to a point where a parent can't exactly, be a, yeah. an expert in eight subjects. Yeah. You know, and then the next year, learn a whole bunch of, you know, eight new subjects to yeah. your kid. Yeah, because you got to keep up with it. I, yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm going to go back and... You know, this hour, I'm going to teach you how to play the clarinet. Yeah. <laughs> next, we're doing fucking calculus. Yeah. And the next one, we're going to do physics. And then the next one, we'll do chemistry. There's been... Uh, and then next year, we're going to learn a different thing. <laughs> yeah. It doesn't make sense. With, uh, I got a... My oldest is... Uh, he just started 10th grade, but like last year, he was taking algebra. And, uh, you know, he needed some help with his homework. And I did really good in, in algebra. Uh, but there was stuff I had to go back and watch some uh, yeah. Khan Academy on and or and do some review to like kind of reteach myself how to... You know what's weird? Uh, so I was taking that... I took a math class, I don't know, two years ago, whatever. And I had never heard the acronym PEMDAS. Oh, really? I never... We, I never learned that. That's something I would remember. That's something that like that you should have been taught, though, too. Well, and it's funny because I did a, I did a math problem and then I had Dante do it and, and he, we got a different answer. Yeah. And then uh, yeah. then we learned just in him he learned to do it a different way than I did. Yeah. And uh I I had never heard of PEMDAS. And that's something that uh I don't did you learn that in school? Yeah, I remember learning they taught us that in I want to say it was either pre-algebra or algebra 1 where we learned order See, of operations. I, yeah. I I remember learning order of operations, and I'm not going to say I remember, I'm not going to say I did the problem correctly, but I never learned the acronym PEMDAS, okay. is, is my point in this. Yeah. And, uh, so I'm, I, obviously, I, I, Dante was right. Yeah. At the end of the day, because he did it, but I don't remember, and I'm not saying I did it in the right order, because obviously I didn't, but if I had learned that acronym, I would have done it in the right order. Yeah. That's and right. I had just never, I had never heard that in my life. Well, that's the thing too. Some people are, are talking about with the public education system nowadays is like you got students that are coming out into the real world and they're totally unprepared for life. Like they don't know well, how money works. They don't know how, uh, they don't know math very well because, and you, so you, now you have people that can't budget their money because they suck at math. 
then you have yeah. people that don't understand credit or banking or that is a big problem yeah. uh that i've because again my little brother did not learn any of that stuff yeah uh and so he's my only one to go on yeah but i've also heard that from a lot of people that are at work that their kids just don't understand this and i'm like yeah but i will also say i didn't learn any of that shit in school my parents taught me yeah there's a lot all of, that stuff yeah there was i mean learning how and i grew up on a farm though too so some of it was part of that but learning i mean i grew up i uh one of the things when i was uh then my wife had just got married and um I was getting ready for work one day, and I was putting on my BDU pants, mm. and my freaking button popped off. And I was like, well, shit, my button popped off. I'll go grab my sewing kit, and I'm going to sew my button back on. And my wife's like, you know how to sew? It's like, yeah. No, like, I learned how to sew. When like, I, was like I, I, Yeah, I can't fucking build you a... I can't make you a fucking quilt. Yeah. I can surely put a button on. Yeah, I could do a button, or I could make a patch, or sew yeah. up a, 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 a tear, or something like that. And I was like, yeah, my grandma taught me how to sew when I was like eight. Yeah. And it would sit there and do little whatever. But it was fun for you. Yeah. So you enjoyed it. Uh, she wasn't like, I'm going to teach your ass how to sew. Yeah. And then we were like, Ugh. So it was one of those things. <laughs> and then, um, but I learned how to cook. She, so take had, this riddle and you're learning to sew. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, so like one of those things too, when I, uh, when I was a teenager, you know, mom would like cook something and like, mom, why'd you cook that? That's gross or whatever. And she said, well, if you don't like it, you can cook something else. And I was like, oh, I can? And then she's like, yeah, I'll show And my mom taught me how to cook. So, and I love cooking now. Like, yeah, cooking is one of my favorite things in and, the world to do. And then it, then it became where, like, one or two nights a week, I would cook. Family dinner? Family dinner. Yeah. You know, and, and uh, or especially in the summertime, both my parents worked. So they would be off at work, and they'd say, you know, have dinner ready when we get home. So I would be you at be, home. You, by, be, you became the family bitch. Yeah. <laughs> I did. But at the same time. What was the first thing you ever cooked on your own? Uh, it's crazy. The first recipe, and it's actually easier than it sounds, uh, potato soup was like, I really love potato soup. And that was like the first thing I learned how to cook from scratch. Uh, well, I didn't learn anything from scratch until I was quite a bit older. But the very first thing I ever made was hamburger helper. We, and spaghetti and I, was my other like. I didn't know you had to strain the, or not strain, but dump out the, the grease. Oh, the, yeah. Yeah, so like I cooked it without, and my dad was like, "This is fucking gross." <laughs> yeah, so we we ate a lot of hamburger helper and, and spaghetti and stuff. So yeah, the yeah, I remember third grade. That was like I think, yeah. So spaghetti, I think I mean, was, I was probably about in third grade when I made hamburger helper for yep, the first time. That was the first thing, I, and I remember actually writing. We had to do it was like a writing assignment we had in school, and we had to do a step by step how to do something. And I said how to make spaghetti was yeah. my step-by-step -step project that I work in, a, in a, for, like, writing class. Yeah. And, but then, so I think that was the first thing I learned how to cook by myself or whatever. Yeah. But, yeah, and I started my kids out, uh, my son, about third, fourth grade, we made Sloppy Joe's was the first thing. He really, he loved Sloppy Joe's. So yeah. Learned how to make the hamburger meat and put the sauce in it. I mean, super easy. It's like three steps. Yeah. And. That's cool. Yeah. So. But yeah, my kids or my parents taught me life skills. Um, and it was one of the things my mom one time, uh, 
washed one of my shirts and something in the wash faded and it like faded it pink or something. Yeah. I got all mad. Like, mom, Bleed, bleached the dark shirt. Yeah. Yeah. And she's like, well, if you don't like it, do your own laundry. You know? <laughs> I was like, well, fine, I will. Like, I did it out of spite because I was mad that she faded one of my shirts. But you did it. And then now, I'm, I mean, I learned how to do laundry. So Yeah, I think I started doing my, my own laundry when I was like 13. Yeah, I think I was ninth, 10th grade in school or whatever. Yeah, I was about and, 13 and I, yeah. and I just... I uh, I don't know why, but like, so I moved downstairs. I moved from upstairs to downstairs when I was in seventh grade. Yeah. And uh, my dad still did my laundry for, how are we doing? Yeah, we're good. I was just checking that. Okay. Now my dad still did my laundry for a couple of years. And then I was like, why is he coming down here to do my laundry? I'm going to do my own shit. Yeah. And I just did it one day. And then he was like, well, cool. Do it, do it from here on out. And I was yep. like, okay. Because I, I pretty much lived with my dad most of my childhood. Yeah. My my parents split up when I was two. Okay, yeah. And then uh, I think I actually lived with my mom mostly until I was about four. And then she moved to Reno. And then I stayed with my dad when she lived down in Nevada for a while. And then she moved back, but by the time she got back, I'd already started school. Yeah. So I just stayed with him until I graduated, basically. And I stayed at her house on the weekends, usually. Yeah. yeah. Well, it's, it's one of those things, um, and I've talked about this, and I don't know how you would go about starting it, but, you know, you we were talking about some of these kids getting out of graduating school and just not knowing anything useful. Um, there needs to be a, like, you could just call it life skills class. And like maybe a, a, a mandatory class that a student has to have in order to graduate high school. It could be like a semester long class. So, but the thing is, and I'm not, I'm not trying to yeah. disagree with you, but there is, it's home ec. Well, yeah, well, it, loosely based off of home ec, but, but also, so yeah, part of that would be home ec, learning how to cook something or the sewing or laundry. Stuff yeah. like that, uh, doing a family budget stuff. So, but so that all fall in the home ec category. But also throw in a shop class element in with it too. So, you know, that's you're just getting too big for one class. It'd well, have to be if you did it like say you did like in uh, blocks, like you as a semester class, but you did like a different thing every two weeks. Like we're gonna cook for two weeks. We're hey, gonna we're gonna learn how to boil eggs. Yeah. Well, yeah. Basically, we're gonna learn how to make hamburger helper and mac. Oh, I got I got a story for you. I got, I, got, I do have I do have a. a so you, uh, you know what Lipton soup is? Yeah. Right? So Keisha and I, one night, we made Lipton soup. And uh, Cooper was here. And he came in and, and we said, you know, do you want some of this Lipton soup? And he said, yeah, I'll have some. So we gave it to him and he loved it. Yeah. He never had it before. Right? Yeah. And the next day he says, hey, can you give me the recipe for that soup? <laughs> I said, yeah, you boil water and then you pour the soup in. Yeah. So oh, that's it. So that's it. So like three, four days go by and he calls me at work. He said, Hey, uh, are you busy? And I said, no. Can I get the recipe for that soup again? Oh man. <laughs> I was like, are you, are, you, box. <laughs> are you fucking with me? Like yeah. you boil water and that's it. Like that's the recipe. It's like, well, when do I add the soup? I'm like, holy shit. It yeah. Oh like, man. So I told him, I said, Hey, next week I'll I'll give you the recipe for ice. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, and it's crazy, but like, you know, if, if you don't, if kids aren't taught this stuff. So, so when I was talking about the, the shop class, if this, this life skills class, 
yeah, learn how to do the cooking, cleaning, uh, even hygiene. Even there's some kids that don't even there's know. There's some stinky kids. Um, but then, you know, you're most people have to drive to go to work or whatever. Yeah. So learn how to change a flat tire on a car. Oh, I agree with you on that. Uh, learn how to check your oil. You know, and even like it's something, just the basics. Basic. Something stupid as if you know, you know, if you're looking at your gas gauge in your car and it has that little triangle. You know that little triangle points to what side of the car your, the tank is on, your the, the, the door flapper is on? Yeah. Yeah. It's like, it's just stupid, small little stuff like that. Like, you check your oil or when to get an oil change. How to, uh... But I, but, and I'm not trying to shit on people. Yeah. But I feel like a lot of this is like parental it responsibility. Is. Some of it is, but then that's the thing. It's like, yes. But Some I, but yeah, a lot of kids don't have both parents in their life so. well, and some parents don't know that stuff but also at the same time if you're going to mandate kids to go to school why don't you actually teach them something useful though too you know it's not a bad argument yeah it because like some of these kids like i'm not too really worried about my kids because i'm right to teach yeah them that stuff yeah but you're a different kind of parent than yeah like some parents i i have you know, Keisha's family is all from New York City. Yeah. And they just never drove. Exactly. Right. Yeah. They, and so when, it, and I'm not saying anything bad about it. It's just the environment they grew up in. Like yeah. you don't, you don't drive. I was, I was in the airports with a kid from LA who never learned to drive until he was 28. Yep. Just use public transportation. Yeah, exactly. But like kids do need to learn those basic life skills yeah. because at some point you're going to be faced with that situation. That's a, that's a good point. Yeah. You know, it just, uh, certain things that. It, it, and it's not traditional subjects, but it's stuff that could help them out yeah. in the real world, though, too. Well, and that's the point of life. Yeah. Of school. It's true. Yeah, we're not we're not raising factory workers anymore. Now most jobs are like tech jobs and stuff. That is, and yeah, then, that's true. A lot of the jobs now are beyond my skill set. Well, that brings up actually another thing that me and my wife are working on. So we got we we did the ad earlier for the Eclipse Festival and stuff. And actually, one thing we're going to try to do with that festival, uh, we're going to try to take a portion of that money and we're going to set up a scholarship foundation. That's a bold move, sir. Yes. Uh, so we're going to, which we're still in the planning process of right now, but we're we're going to try to set up like a five hundred one c nonprofit yeah. nonprofit for it, but. Um, for the longest time, there's been uh, such a push for these kids to go to college, go to college, go to college. Most college degrees are useless unless you're going to go to be a doctor or, well, or something I, like that. So I, I, I can't say that most college degrees are useless, but I will say that over 50% of college graduates end up working in a field that doesn't correlate with their degree. Exactly. Yeah. Um, and most, some people get degrees just for the sole purpose of getting a promotion and they never use that degree for anything but yeah, they still end up incurring the, the, the so debt that's what i'm in the middle of doing right now yeah exactly yeah uh but what we're going to do we're going to set up a scholarship foundation to help put kids through trade school we're going to set up a trade school scholarship so these kids that be a wanna, welder a plumber uh, yeah if you want to go be an electric because there's a lot of these, there's a lot of schools out there that these schools might only be six months long, and a kid learns a a six figure job in a six months trade true, school. True, man. And uh, but you know that school might be three or four thousand dollars to go to that school, and some of these kids may not be able to afford that. There's no scholarships for that kind of stuff. There's not. That's true. So we're we're gonna try to. That's set a up good a, idea, man. A, that, a is, that is. For, yeah, man. Because uh, I was I was pretty fortunate. Uh, my neighbor growing up ran a welding shop. 
Yeah. He, he owned a welding shop. He didn't wasn't the foreman. He owned it. Yeah. So the summer I graduated, he hired me to just be a laborer. Yeah. And I don't remember what he paid me. It was like seven fifty an hour or something, right? But I learned how to weld. Yeah. I learned how to use plasma cutters. I you know, I learned all this different just yeah. array of shit that like is super useful later in life because like if something breaks out here yeah i can go fix it i don't exactly. have to go buy a new whatever you know i yeah. can go i can go out to my fucking barn and fix whatever exactly and and, and but those are very valuable things to know that not a lot of people do but like things like as easy as replacing like how hard is it to replace a toilet yeah it, and it's not hard but there's some people that would uh, just that they don't know how to do it. Yeah, they wouldn't even know where to start. But it's literally two bolts, two bolts and a and a wax ring. Yeah, and that's it, really. That's I mean, it. You, uh, the water line. Yeah, you know. So it's it's like what five steps to replace a toilet. But so you know, it's like a, a half hour of work. And a plumber will charge two or three hundred dollars plus true. the cost of a toilet to replace. You know. Yeah. Or more, depending on where you're at. But yeah, yeah. plumbers make really good money. Electricians make. Yeah. A, and and here's the thing. Is that field ever going to go away? No, because there's always, you know, even if, if they quit building new houses today, they're still going to have to have maintenance done. So electricians, plumbers. Yeah. Uh, and, and not only that, like that, a lot of stuff on, on both new and old construction can only be done by a licensed, certified yeah. plumber. Exactly. Electrician. There's a, if it's, especially with commercial stuff, if you're doing it for a, a business, it has mm. to be licensed, uh, certified, bonded, uh, Keisha's brother just uses GI Bill to, to finish HVAC school. Yeah. And he's doing amazing now up in New York. Yeah, HVAC makes really good money. Um, and and the thing is, though, too, the trades have been almost like they've been shunned. They, they, yeah. Some people... Well, for, for so many years, it was, it was people looked down on the trade. And, and the trades is what the, actually you know, keeps the world running. I mean, yeah, I agree I mean, with you. So it doesn't matter if you're a doctor, or a lawyer, or a stockbroker at New York. Like, you got to go take a shit at some point. And what if your toilet's clogged up? You know, you're gonna have to hire that blue collar plumber to come out there and fix your shit. Yeah. And or you flip that light switch and your lights don't work. So now you got to hire an electrician to come out. It's true. They, yeah. They uh, and and some people don't. I kind of consider it one now. I don't know if it's more a semi-professional job, but IT work. Uh, uh, well, so you got to. So I, I, that's on the fence. Yeah. It's on the fence. So I'll, I'll, I'll give you my argument for it. Uh, you don't have to have it. You don't have to have college for IT work. You just have to have certifications. You got to have certifications, and that's what a lot of the trades are: certifications. True. Uh, it's a specialized skill that a lot of people don't know. I don't have that skill. But the same thing. So you got, uh, you know, a doctor that's trying to put in a prescription to send it to the pharmacy or whatever, and his computer doesn't work, or the internet's down, or something like that having to hire an IT person to come in and fix their computer system or something. Yeah. And, but those are jobs that like a kid out of high school, if he knew you can take those certification tests when you're 16. I didn't know that. Um, I mean, I guess I, don't, I just never thought of it. But. So a kid out of high school that likes computers can take some of these online IT classes or go to the local community college in the mm -hmm. summer and have his IT certs and get a, a high salary or even a six-figure salary out of high school as an IT professional it's true and but they don't tell people that stuff 
I, ne I never would have thought of it. Yeah. It's true, man. Yeah. So, I'm a, I'm a big I'm a big proponent for the trades, though. That is, oh that, yeah, you're a micro. Well, the uh, it's kind of like me and you, though, too. What we do is kind of a trade. Absolutely, I, yeah. I went and got my I went and got my degree, but I I don't use it. I got it because I had the GI Bill and it, they paid for it. I'm working on mine right now still, and, and uh, I got mine. I'm, I'm I'm hoping that someday it'll help me make more money. Yeah. but it's it's not really in the field that I'm working in. No, and I'm got, not. I'm 40. I'm not changing fields. I got mine in IT management. Is that what yours is in? Yeah, and so it's basically a IT business degree, is what I yeah. get. But uh, but yeah, I've never used it. We make good money what we're doing, but we I think mine is mine is in program management. Yeah, I, I I'm debating on whether or not to do a master's in that or not, but it's just it. I don't know if I want to do that as when I'm a grown up or not. Yeah, <laughs> but yeah, I mean, so you got these. We learned. We went to the military. We learned to trade. We learned avionics, and in the, in the so we're working on sophisticated equipment as a as a our job that we we get paid for what we know now, and not necessarily what we. Yeah, we don't really work anymore. We just yeah, there in case shit goes south. Yeah, and a lot of kids don't know that. Sometimes they're not pointed in the right direction. So that's what we're going to try to do. Yeah, I like that, man. That's that's uh, admirable. Yeah. Hmm. So if you're, well, guys, you're, if you want to donate to Travis's scholarship foundation, <laughs> it's not wait, for him, wait for him to set it up, yeah. and then we'll uh, we'll get it set up. Yeah, yeah. We're, we're thinking about calling it the the Blue Collar Scholarship Foundation. I think something like that. I like it, but uh, but yeah, I think it's be something. If you got be a kid, a blue, that, you tell your kid to be a blue collar scholar. Yeah, there. Oh, I like that blue. Collar I just came scholar. up with that. That's awesome. On the fly. The heck yeah. Trademark. Uh, <laughs> trademark. Yeah, these uh. You got kids. I'll be, I'll be on your board. <laughs> like he came up with a slogan. I'm like, that's right, bitches. Well, you know, when we're talking about kids in school, there's some kids, you know, like, hey, that kid is super smart. They're, they could be a doctor one day. You know, yeah. you would encourage that kid to go to college, go to medical yeah. school. Maybe there's this kid that is like, he takes a shop class and he's really good at welding or plumbing in a shop class in high school. Maybe, well, maybe you should encourage that kid to go to a trade school. Yeah. People are, are good at. Don't shit things. on the trades, is really. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Straight trades people. Make your life comfortable and exactly. uh, do the things you can't. So, I mean, if you're a teacher or if you're a parent, you know, you know your kids and you know what their interests lie and you know what they might be good at. Try to encourage them. That's what, if, if you do a job and you're, and you're good at it and you like it. It's like, not work. It's more than likely. Yeah, you're going to enjoy your life yeah. instead of going to a freaking cubicle every day of the week and hating life. I couldn't. I couldn't do an office job, man. Yeah. And I know we're in an office. I get that. But it's but it's different. Yeah. It's it's a, it's a different yeah. than than like like the uh, like uh, office space. Yeah. Like, dude, yeah. I would fucking kill myself. Yeah. If if that was my existence, like, yeah, that'd be exactly. it. Exactly. I'd go off the. Rails. I would do what he did in office space. I'd go off my fucking go off the rails and yeah, freaking. Murder a printer with a baseball bat? Yeah, I would do that today right now. <laughs> I'll do that to the one in my house. <laughs> mm. I had to replace ink the other day. It was a nightmare. Yeah, it's just... Because it's, it's not cartridges. It's the, the drum. Oh, really? Okay. Yeah. and uh, Oh, like the laser printer drum? like the, the uh... It's a big boy. Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah. And those things are expensive, too. One cheap. There's some of those printers that is actually cheaper just to go buy a new printer. So that's how I ended up with this one. Than getting the ink. Because yeah. I had a Canon before. Yeah. 
and then I had a Canon before that, and both of them just fucking died. Yeah. And uh, it was cheaper to go buy a new one than fix the old one. Yeah. It's nuts. So, yeah, I think it's 180 bucks for ink. Yeah. For this, but it lasts like two years. Oh, yeah. Yeah, so, the, the, the laser printers, we, they're we more... print a lot. Yeah. They're more expensive in the, in the, on the front end, but they last a lot longer. Uh, they're more efficient Yeah. And uh, than the, the cheap inkjet printer. So. It keeps my hobby afloat. <laughs> what's what's that the we'll talk about that off camera okay <laughs> we'll talk about it on camera at some point but i can't yet oh, okay there you go because it's still still in the works yeah there you go oh yeah. man well i'm uh all I'm, of, school's out school's out i'm all out of uh educational material i guess yeah, i went too. on my went on my uh public education rant so i think i'm good got it mm -hmm. out of my system but huh. so well, thank you guys for uh, being a part of this. We appreciate it. Uh, as always, be safe, have a plan, don't drink and drive. Yep. Uh, hope you enjoyed this episode. Encourage your kids to go to trade school. and uh... <laughs> Just encourage your kids to learn. Yeah. If they want to be doctors, encourage that. If they want to be lawyers, encourage that. If they want to be plumbers, encourage that too. One thing I always... Don't shit on the trade. That's well, all. I'm not saying encourage yeah. your kids to be a trade, but don't shit on them if that's yeah, what exactly. they choose. One thing I tell my kids, though, too, is like it's not necessarily... Finding the answer, I want you to know how to find the answer. Yes. And that way, if you do that in life, you can you can you can find answers with whatever problem you're faced with. If yep. you know how to if you know how to troubleshoot, or if you know how to uh, uh, reason. Yeah. So we appreciate right. you. Joining hey guys, us. thank you so much, and uh, thank you.